Good afternoon and welcome to the Westport Library's Open Book Radio Program. You are tuned to WPKN 89.5 FM, broadcasting out of Bridgeport Community Listener Supported Radio. My name is Jennifer Bangzer, and I'm delighted to have this opportunity to talk about all things happening at the Westport Library. Thanks to the the people down here at WPKN for making available these community community radio hours. They're very important to all of us. Um, today, I'm really excited because I have in the studio with me three of my colleagues who are kind of the uh, nerve center of the Westport Library's Verso Studios. So a few years ago, uh, the Westport Library underwent a transformation to kind of reimagine and rebuild the library as a library of the 21st century, very future-oriented, to create opportunities for content and creation and, and uh, gathering and all kinds of exciting things. And one of the pillars of the uh, transformation project was cr- the creation of the Verso Studios, which are full-on commercial audio-video recording studio spaces, as well as performance space, an auditorium, and so on. But I'm going to leave all those details to my colleagues. I'm in the studio here today with Brendan Toller, who is the marketing manager for Verso Studios. Hey, Brendan. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Great. And David Bibby, who is our video production manager extraordinaire. Hey, David. Hey, what a lovely introduction. Thank you, Jennifer. Ah, you're welcome. Nice to be here. Thank you to WPKN. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And Travis Bell, our audio manager extraordinaire. Hi, Jennifer. And thank you so much to PKN for having us here. Really excited. Yeah. And I think it's a great space and a great radio station to talk about multimedia and recording and creativity and all that good stuff. So the Verso Studios um, are housed within the Westport Library. And it was designed to be a media resource and a production hub to serve as a cultural learning center to engage people that are in the community, professionals, learners, anybody, anywhere. So we're going to start off with Brendan a little bit. Give us a little insight on what is Verso Studios? So, yeah, it encompasses many different things, uh, both commercial and there's plenty of free opportunities. So um, I'll let Travis and David speak to the audio and video portions, but um, one of the new exciting things we have is uh, post-production suites. Uh, We have three of them, and if you're arts, nonprofit, or education, you can book up to four hours a day, 12 hours a week, free. Beyond that, it's $25 an hour, Mm -hmm. or if you're commercial, it's $50 an hour. And what is in those production suites? Well, we have uh, Final Cut, we have Avid, We have so many different things. We have uh, the complete Adobe Creative Suite. We have uh, Ableton, Logic, Pro Tools. So that's an incredible resource for everybody in Fairfield County, Connecticut, tri-state area, and beyond. Um, Our webpage is uh, very expanded uh, in terms of detail and in terms of what we offer. So if you just Google Verso Studios, the Westport Library, uh, you'll get all the information there. And I should say that our uh, social media efforts have been expanded, too. So uh, you can find us on Facebook, Verso Studios at the Westport Library, or on Instagram at Verso.Studios to keep, uh, you know, keep up to date. And uh, I should also mention uh, this Saturday, 12-4, uh, Chris France has his first series, Emerging Artists, at the Westport Library. He handpicked these two artists for this debut concert. It's happening at 7 o'clock on Saturday. 
You can get advanced tickets uh, through our website or on Eventbrite. Mm -hmm. And uh, it will feature Lulu Lewis, who's a post-punk band from New York City, and uh, New Haven fave rock and rollers, The Problem With Kids Today, uh, who are releasing their record Friday, their first wow. record. So Tickets are only $10, too. That's right. Right. So, so yeah. So with that said, I'll let David Bibby talk about well, the video studio. Before right? you move no? on a little bit, um, <laughs> I want to hear a little bit about you, Brendan, about what excited you with your background to bring your talent and your skills to help activate the Verso Studios because you bring so much. And um, I'd like to hear a little bit from you about that. Yeah. So I guess, you know, luck kind of uh, came into the equation when I uh, Dave Schneider asked me to... Uh, play tambourine and sing backing vocals uh, when the Zambonis were being recorded by Travis. And you uh, played it very well. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Travis will speak to that in sessions because yeah, that's yeah. an exciting, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I met uh, the executive director, Bill Harmer, and uh, I just, wow, what an incredible building, what an incredible idea for, you know, using, I, I sort of was in college, you know, years and years ago, and we would sort of theorize and kind of fantasize about a place where you could do film screenings, you could make films, you could uh, make multimedia, you could record an album, you could record a single, and now it's here at Verso Studios. So I was very happy to learn that this marketing position was open, but prior to this, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a few bands, uh, primarily one out of New Haven called Dust Hat, rock and roll band, and um, I worked, uh, directed a movie called Danny Says on uh, this guy, Danny Fields, who discovered the Ramones and Iggy Pop and worked with the Velvet Underground and the Doors. Um, so it's sort of the confluence of uh, my interests and skill set. It's a good job for me. <laughs> well, and I'm, I happy to be, I'm happy to be pushing this stuff out into the public so that the public knows about it and that they're coming into. Uh, Coming in as a, a fan or somebody who needs resources or an artist, or um, it's it's a real powerful space, and we hope that people take advantage of it. Well, I think that's really exciting. I mean, when you came in, you instantly got what the mission is and the goal was and had some immediate ideas about how to activate and reach the audience of the people that we would like to reach to come in and avail themselves of all the services we have, including the video portion. So as you said, so hey, go video, David. go video. Yeah. Yeah. So David, tell us a little bit about <laughs> how you found the Verso Studios and what you're okay, up to here. Well, uh, I am a, a, a pivoter. So my background was corporate asset finance. But when I got to the US, as you can probably tell, I, I am British, although I, I'm getting over a cold, but I had a rapid test. It's not COVID. We're no. all good. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am. And it's not the cold that creates the British accent. I am British. Yes. Uh, I've not been working on this. So for me, my entry into the library was doing a corporate video on the library for the vendor of much of the audio video equipment. And I did, as most people do, when they walk into the forum space of the library, you see an 18-foot huge screen, and you look around, and you just simply say, wow. Well, hold on. Let's back up. So, so let's... Let's, like, lay the landscape out, okay. you know, because you mentioned when you walk and you see a screen. What do you see when you walk okay. into that okay. portion of the library? Give us a little. It, it is a, a massive 18-foot 
screen um, that is one of the largest in Connecticut. So that is sitting right behind the uh, the stage in a forum space that accommodates 500 or so seated people on a good day pre-COVID. Um, and we're getting back there. Yes. And then adjacent to that, we have a broadcast control room and we have a broadcast audio room and we have front of house audio and lighting. And then we have a whole separate piece, which Travis will speak to, which is the audio uh, audio recording room also. So all of these spaces just give us full multimedia inside a library. And you might say, well, why a library? And I did. And the bottom line is it's digital literacy. That's the best way of describing it. Mm. We have in that library a modern day, not just repository of content that people have created, but a creation opportunity. So we've got a housing for both all manner of books, traditional as as I may be, uh, but on top of that, we have the the collection of digital media, and we are producing digital media along with writing books. There are people who come in and sit and write books, many of them in the library. Mm. So it really is a modern day library's vision, much in the vision of of Bill Harmer, that satisfies three important aspects: community. We're serving the community and a broadening community, uh, education, um, and it, it is a commercial opportunity too. So the library has an opportunity to deliver commercial resource, especially to the local community. So my background, as I said, was corporate asset finance, but when I got to the US, I became uh, a broadcaster. <laughs> that was the pivot. And so I hosted All Things Connecticut for PBS, CPTV, mm-hmm. uh, much against the the possibility of most people's vision. I, despite not having the background, I won an Emmy doing it. And so when I came to the library and saw what was available, uh, it, it just blew my mind. Yeah. And, and I'm very happy that I really didn't ever leave after that moment, that corporate It kind video. of has that thing. Once you yeah. step into the Westport Library, you can't go back, right? No, no. Yeah. I'm happy I haven't. Yeah. What, what's interesting is the concept. We can talk about the traditional library as a place that people came to, to find content for their research project, for their job search, for their book they're writing, for their poetry, for maybe even for their music, taking out some CDs and so on. But now, what's so transformative is that you can create all that content yourself in our spaces, yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I yeah. did a bit of reading about <laughs> libraries, yeah. given it wasn't ever anything on my radar. Yeah. And you look at Carnegie's vision of public libraries, making things available, uh, leveling the playing field, having people have the opportunity to access media and, and uh, literature and educate themselves. And mm-hmm. that is the expanded view that Westport Library mm-hmm. is in the vanguard of. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Travis, building on that a little bit, um, the content creation, and earlier it was mentioned the sessions, uh, the Zambonis coming in, and let's kind of talk a little bit about that opportunity and that kind of content creation that you're doing sure. with the audio studios. So one of the coolest things that I think we're doing on the music side is sessions, which if you check out our website, we have a couple of them listed. Some of the first ones that we did were with Ports of Spain. Uh, and then we had the Zambonis. We had Lulu Lewis. We just had uh, Danny Probably. We had a really great jazz quartet. Um, but the goal here is to create a bunch of community-minded content and eventually release it on a vinyl pressing. Uh, and we believe we're going to be the first library to release a vinyl pressing on their own label. So we're pretty excited about that. We're really excited about the content we're producing together. And um, what it means is just getting 
inspirational, talented people from the community to come to our studios and make some music that wouldn't be available otherwise. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what somebody can do inside your recording studio. Sure. So, um, couple of things about the studio. Uh, it's an SSL equipped room. We have an SSL XL desk uh, with some really incredible outboard equipment. Um, what that really means though, is we're fully integrated into the library in every way. So every meeting room can become a recording space. The stage is a recording space. Um, pretty much every room on the first floor can be expanded to be the studio. So the scope of what is possible is really pretty limitless. And this can be from a full-on uh, jazz quartet recording their music to a community podcaster who wants to come in and create something and maybe build. Yeah, so podcasts are a huge part of what we're working on. Um, we we give uh, anyone with a library card access to the podcasting materials. Uh, so you can come in and schedule some time with us uh, for two hours a month. You can come in and schedule podcasting uh, recording, uh, at no cost. And, and as long as you're artistic or creative and not for profit, uh, you qualify for usage on that equipment. And really it's about access to tools and, uh, ability to, uh, to produce content independently. Yeah. I mean, Brendan, I think it's really important to emphasize that this is for everybody. Right. Don't open be to all, open to all, open to all. That's our yes. motto yeah. for the library and the, yes. and the recording studios echo that because um, the, the, the equipment is incredibly sophisticated. It's what you'll find at the highest level of commercial spaces that you might want to use, but it's here in a public library. So if you're a, a beginner or learner or um, even somebody who's looking to gain multimedia skills. Right. So we have an education component which is important. David wants to speak to that. I think <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's, it, the thing that's fascinating about the educational part of that uh, and having it be available to everybody. Uh, this evening is my third training session of my uh, fourth training series. Uh, it's Video Production 101. Um, there'll be another training that'll start in the spring, but this particular one, we're halfway in. I have 33 people. Uh, from the community and, and beyond Westport as a, as a local community. And those 33 people range from a former Fox producer who had never really had their hands on the, on the tools, so they really want to have an understanding more of the, oh. of the behind the camera, um, a law and order actor who's, who's recognisable, I won't share his name, but he's a recognisable guy, mm. and he wants, again, similar thing, he wants to be behind the camera and get to know the technology behind what he does on a day-to-day -day basis. And then we've got people who just want to do a better job with their iPhones or their Android phones. It's it's quite a range. I, I To tee it up, I ended up saying, you will see the world and hear the world differently. It was the best thing I could come up with when I thought, Well, I think I that's fascinating. It just shows the need for multimedia skills for people in every walk of life today. Sure. Which yeah. is really critical. I mean, if you're a young person graduating from college and you don't have some multimedia skills, you might not get that job sure. that you're going for yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or if you have to do a job change, whether you're an anchor on TV and now you've got to be on the other side of it to keep your career going, we're able to offer programs to bring those people in and help yeah. them out. And the charge is... It's minimal. It's $25 registration for right. six sessions. Yes, repeat that. Twenty five dollars for six sessions. Right. So exactly. Compare a, that to what you might a registration pay fee. to another yeah. facility um, yeah. Yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah and we're having people really. Uh, it's surprising. The, this one, obviously, with COVID and so on. Uh, we decided to do the first one in person, so at least I had a chance to meet everybody in person, and then four sessions are online. 
Um, the fascinating thing, though, with online is it kind of has people really get the theory without feeling the pressure uh, or the concern of <laughs> dealing with the actual equipment. So it's it's really worked out really very well. You know, I, I yeah. did one during full on COVID, all online, and then had one session with people with their hands on the equipment when we could much later on. Yeah. They really did learn very well online. You know, and I don't think it's a function of me. It's a function of well, the concentration. Well, this is the world we're in right you know. now. We've had yeah. to kind of keep people engaged and we're really yep. excited to bring, to build out the education curriculum, which will include um, more into the recording and the recording studio part of it. I just want to remind folks that, that are listening. My name is Jennifer Bangser with the Westport Library. You're listening to our open book radio program in the brand new incredible space at the WPKN uh, studio down in Bridgeport, 89.5 FM and streaming at WPCAN.org. And we're delighted to be here. Um, so we talked a little bit about the video production course, which is great, but there's also things to learn in the audio. We've had some courses with getting up and running with podcasting and other areas down the line. So let's hear a little bit about what you've got planned in the future, Travis, sure. for the yeah, recording. So one of uh, one of my favorite things that we do is uh, community usage. So what that uh, is, what's defining community usage? Well, education, basically. So anyone uh, with a library card, again, can come in for two hours a month and get hands-on training on any number of tools within the audio studios. So that could be learning the SSL console. It could be advancing Pro Tools skills. It could be learning how to podcast. It could be microphone placement. It could be engineering. Mm -hmm. um, anyone interested in any level of audio production has something to learn at Verso. Can you think of a readily available example of somebody that came in and learned something new and was so wowed by what they learned and any any of you can speak yeah. to that probably one of one of my favorite examples happened most recently um a young woman came in and told us how she had graduated 20 years ago from berkeley's audio program and had a wonderful experience but much of her knowledge base had uh, is, is no longer applicable because of the advancement in technology she had a lot of the basics down but what she didn't have was the modern uh workflow of Pro Tools and, and uh, that, you know, analog to hybrid integration, we were able to bring her in under community usage and allow access to these tools to the point where um, she gave one of my favorite quotes I've heard in the studio, which is, this is exactly what I was missing at Berkeley. And I was astonished because wow. I, I just couldn't believe that we were doing something that was so powerful for someone in such a short period of time uh, by giving them access to these, these tools and empowering them to use them independently. That's fantastic. And I know, um, I'm sure David has a tidbit or two to share in this. When have I, when have I not got something to say, Jennifer? Hey? Uh, I do. I, we've had everything from uh, Ryan, a local lad, you know, like I think he's 13, 12 or 13. I had him go through the training and then I said, do you want to run the robotic cameras? Because the thing that's so cool about the library is we have events going on every week, many, most days of the week. And so once people have had the training, they can actually become part of a real crew. I mean, it's absolutely, I expect professional quality crew and they have to deliver or I fire them just because they're volunteers doesn't mean well, I wouldn't fire get fired them. By David. No, no. <laughs> so they, they, they're they a real pro crew. They've got to get the job done. Anyway, Ryan, I had him sat down. He, he did the robotic cameras perfectly. He was just excellent. And then I had him do the switching, the camera switching. We have six robotic cameras around the room and we have, in addition, three donated JVC production cameras. So I can put people out hands-on on that equipment 
But what's very neat about it is I can control much of that equipment from within the control room. Mm -hmm. So they're not left out there on their own fending for themselves. They've got communications directly with us in the control room. And we've had now a point where we've had full crew and I've been able to direct, meaning I'm calling for the camera to be prepared and then take that shot. And we are running it as a proper broadcast studio. We are really getting there. So this is um, you're using your crew in support of our programs, our Westport Library programs, which is great because we're creating content as a library. But you're also offering courses and stuff for people to create their own content. And some of the programs that we've created through the technology of Versus Studios is, is pretty amazing. We've recorded some pretty amazing talent that have come in and uh talk, sang, <laughs> played instruments. Um, and I know, Brendan, you've worked on, uh, and the author talks, right? We talk, author talks have been recorded, which is great. So we're expanding our reach through our capabilities of recording authors that come in. We recently had Michael Lewis come in and we were able to reach a lot of people to record him on Zoom, et cetera. And the area of where music and technology blends and what you've been working on is the oral history projects that you've been working on, Brendan, with music and trying to capture oral histories with our technology. Yeah. So Verso has a couple uh, different programming offerings. One of them being uh, we have the Connecticut Music Oral History Podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'll be recording my fourth or fifth episode tonight uh with radio local radio legend dick Colt. uh <laughs> and um yeah it's a really basically we started it to uh get people who you know may, i mean some people have kind of told their story but get people down on the record to tell their story for the next generation so that they know how to sort of produce things make things happen and we have all this technology here at our fingertips and the modes of production have been democratized, but there's still, I would say it's hard for people to do art still. Uh, they don't mm. conceptually know how to get it from conception or idea to finished product. I mean, it's, it's a very hard process mm. no matter what medium you're working in. So I think that these podcasts and these conversations really give people a, a historical context uh, and especially within Connecticut, because I think, uh, Connecticut's a bit of a transitory state. More young people, I, I notice, are staying for whatever reason. But, um, you know, people vanish to bigger cities. Uh, but I think it's important to also highlight that uh, Connecticut's got it going on. Look, we're here at the greatest radio station in the world, according to the New Yorker. Absolutely. PKN, baby. Absolutely. So. And it may, be a, it may be a transitory transition state, but everybody goes through Connecticut at some point, yes. it seems, between Boston. But yeah. also, you know, that rich social history, you know, like I know one of the podcasts you did recently was the guys that started Toad's Place in New Haven, right? There's so much social history there in terms of music in Connecticut and what's what's happened here. There's there's a wealth of talent. Yeah, and if we don't get it down now, uh, it's everybody says, oh, someday, someday, someday. But, you know, um, oral history is just such an important yeah. uh archival and historical uh yeah platform i guess i, I would say um and yeah. you know it, it just it, it extends to verso studios too because you know if you have an older family member or somebody uh who you want to get their story down uh we definitely record oral histories david does some with the local community right yeah. now so, yeah yeah 
I know you've been, we, we did, a, well, and the program we had last week with the uh, Vietnam vets to record and come on stage and talk about their experience to a quite a, quite a large audience. So, so you have that opportunity to come in. If it's a program of the library, we'll put it on stage and record it and people are there on the, so you get the live experience as if you're there, go back and watch it. Cause those programs end up back on our website. We have a lot of content. If you go to the library's website or the Verso studio website, you can see all the events and the watch and listen tab. I think mm-hmm. on the website, will take you to the, the programs that we've done. And um, another interesting program we've done to help, you know, the, the studios were created, yes, for people to come in and create content, yes, to record our programs, but also to help promote what we're doing as a library, what we're about, to remind people of all that we have. And the Check It Out series is one of those, David. And I know you, Brendan's been doing a little of that as well. So I know you've had some really wonderful experiences. So you want to tell us? I, I, the thing that I notice is just how uh, diverse the programming is mm. that we do at the library. And I've said a couple of times that by the time I push off my mortal coil and start pushing up the daisies underground or whatever it is that takes me off, I'll be so smart. There are things that the library does that I would never expect to have had experience of. But bringing the people in that we do for these programs... It is an extraordinary experience of learning. So the, you mentioned the vet, veterinary, the vets, the uh, Vietnam vets. Mm. To, to pull together that as a production, and this I'm really speaking to the volunteers that, that participate, one of the enormous payoffs as a volunteer, as crew, is that they really get to participate in something they wouldn't maybe have come along to participate in as a program or whatever, but you start pulling it together. So for that Vietnam program, we did it very piecemeal. We had a an interview with with an individual who's uh, 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 been um, uh, documented in, in the oral history projects of the uh, Washington Library. Mm-hmm. Am I right in saying that? Library of Congress, beg your pardon, Library of Congress. So that prompted a community member to say, could we do this in Westport and have this story told? So first of all, we had one interview of the individual. Then we did a roundtable of four Vietnam veterans. What that required then was for pulling that together as an edited piece that we showed on the big screen mm-hmm. uh, and then have a Q&A afterwards. We really had to figure out what was the story arc here. So th- there's an area of uh, or a level of understanding what the subject matter is. So I can tell you where the Ho Chi Minh Trail was and why and, you know, where these individuals were based during Vietnam. I've got a whole new understanding of it because it's being told by those individuals. It's not coming at you from a from a historical report. It's really to Brendan's point. It's the individuals telling their story themselves from the horse's mouth without wishing to cast horse aspersions upon them. These, these guys were telling their own story. Well, and, and the interaction between them as well. Very, yeah, very so it, we have an, an amazing platform for people in the, in the community to come out and yeah. make sure that they can get their story told sure. and be heard, which yeah. is really important. Um, so come look us up if you're listening, you have a story you want to tell and you think you, 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 it, it matters, which I'm sure it does, come, come down to the Westport Library. Um, I'd, I'd add one thing to that, and that is these stories, although... They may be locally based. Um, you know, we are, with the program we're doing, hitting way above our weight now. And I think we've got way further to go. So I have a couple of mm. missions for for video studios side of things. One is that we create content 
from within the community, but we share it with the world. And that is really happening. We had a 19-piece jazz band. They released their CD throughout the world. It was their world release of a new CD. So we had people listening from all over the world to that program. And we had 300 plus people in in the forum space. And that sharing with the world. So the other mission I have, which is a bit of fun, but the volunteers are, are, they really will have the capability to do this. And that is that we will win an Emmy with a bunch of volunteers. Who have created and produced a program? Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Love it. And there's, there, I don't know, I think, I think having that goal, I, I often will say if that doesn't kind of commute, if you know the film Cool Running, and it was the Jamaican bobsleigh team, it's like that. I want us to win an Emmy with a bunch of volunteers. I've won one, but That's I know we can do it. That's some good energy in that. I like that. <laughs> Anything is possible. That's right. I have 33, and I've told them <laughs> that's their job. <laughs> and, and I think also for the music side of things, which that's a really important part, I think, of what we're doing at Versos is to celebrate music and bring it into the library experience for people, whether they're coming in and listening and watching something that's being recorded or coming in learning. And I'm curious, Travis, if you want to speak to a little bit about, David talked about the 19 piece, what goes into recording and setting up? Like what? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> we yeah, have well, three hours. But yeah, exactly. Right. What goes into that? What does it take for a library to record something like that? Well, it's, it's so much more than just a library. The, the term library just does not do what we're doing justice. Um, it's, it's really an, an incredible facility that uh, focuses in multimedia. But what it really takes to get a recording in this facility is just like any other facility. It's a lot of work, a lot of experience and a lot of tools. Uh, but the unique thing about the studio is that we're, we're integrating members of the community to assist us in this process yeah. and to become educated in that um, in 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 the tools that are required. There's really four pillars of uh, what Verso is all about. Um, program support, which is pretty obvious what we're doing with author talks and mm-hmm. the oral history, uh, community usage, which is what I was describing earlier, how you can come in and podcast with us. Um, then of course the commercial side of things, which is what we're kind of talking about now to record bands. You know, we, we have an incredible recording studio that is, uh, you know, accessible to professional usage. Uh, and then, and then finally, uh, and definitely not least of all is, is, uh, the educational process, which, like I said, you know, anyone can learn the tools that we're using daily. And if you have nothing more than a library card, you're welcome. It's, it's really all about access to tools and we will guide you every step of the way. If you want to come and join our team as a volunteer. Absolutely. And to give our listeners here a little more understanding of the depth of what we have to offer, can we talk about some of the equipment? You, because there, we have the library of things. There is some equipment that people can borrow and use and be trained on, right? We have a yeah, so mic, the, from mics to... The library of things is really a powerful resource in the way that it can fill in some of the gaps that the average user uh, might have. So if you need a pair of headphones, if you need a microphone, if you, uh, you know, need a mixer, these are the kinds of things that you can, you can check out from the library of things. And if it's not check outable from the library of things, maybe it's something you can do in our post-production facility under the free and community usage. Um, so ultimately what we're going to try to do is problem solve for every creative out there that wants this access. So if you have something that you want to work on, we're going to find a way to give you the tools to utilize it. I love it. Wonderful. So for those of you listening again, this is Jennifer Bangser with the Westport Library. You're listening to our open book radio program on WPKN 89.5 FM, broadcasting out of sparkling new studio spaces in Bridgeport, which are just fabulous. Um, 
I just think it, it, what's really fascinating, and I, I can't emphasize this enough, like if people walk into the building that haven't been into the library before, the visual when you walk in, you walk in, you see this. the Treff's form is this performance space. And by day, it's like I always tell people, by day, it's a reading room. By night, it's a performance space or vice versa, you know, and it can transform. So we have cameras that are in place always shining on the stage and you add to it, right? So how, let's talk a little bit about when you have a production that you're going to film or record, how many cameras can you have on it? How, how, how many, like, how big can you go? There are, there are never person. too many cameras. Okay. I always want more. Yeah. I mean, how big can we go here, right? We have the capability now where if it's a modest kind of program, it'll be, uh, you know, six robotic cameras. Um, they're all operational from, as I, as I said earlier, from a broadcast control room. That broadcast control room has a 2ME ROS switcher, meaning you can switch between those camera angles. So we've got six cameras to choose from. And if we really haven't got a big crew, we can still pull off a very large production because we've got those cameras operated robotically from within our control room. So we mm -hmm. robotically control six cameras. We can control them for their look their focus, their zoom, and where they're pointing. And in that same control room, we can bring in a zoom call. So if someone's coming in via zoom, we can bring them in visually as well as audio. Uh, Travis obviously managing the audio for a broadcast. If we're putting it out via uh, into the internet in some way or another, we've got the ability to push it out to a zoom webinar, or we could push it out to Facebook, YouTube, Vimeo, or all three, or, or and even more live. So we can send live feed. We send live feed for uh, town programming sometimes, mm -hmm. where we'll send it via fiber straight to the town educational channel. Uh, the, the Which was also really helpful during the pandemic, where yes, we could was. get messaging out, public yep. health messaging out very, very efficiently. Yep. Yeah, the town is yeah. using us for those uh, for the facilities that we have, and uh, and it's a you know a great use of it. Yeah. Did you want to add something to that, Travis? Yeah, I just, I, yeah. Uh, I really think it's awesome, David's point about having one operator controlling multiple camera angles. It's a very similar situation on the audio front. I have the ability to sit at front of house, mix the in-person show for the audience, and simultaneously put a pair of headphones on, open up my laptop, and mix the broadcast uh, audio for the remote audience. So we are uh, delivering hybrid programming regularly, which is a, is a challenging uh, feat uh, for, for most facilities. And we're doing it um, multiple times a week. And that same uh, mix can, can happen to uh, slide over to SSL in post-production. So if we have a great show in person, a great broadcast remotely, that same mix can then be elevated in SSL Studio A for archival use later on. Mm -hmm. uh, so the limits of what is possible are extraordinarily high-end production value. Um, you, you made me think, uh, as you were talking about this, when we had Kelly O'Hara in the library as our annual Malloy Lecture for the Arts, what a phenomenal evening that was. And I thank her deeply for coming in conversation with Bart Scher, who is this iconic Broadway director. And she sang for it. And you had like a run of show what she was going to sing. And then she sang an opera piece that was unexpected, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but because of your skills, unexpected. <laughs> unexpected. but I mean, the beauty and, and power of her voice is astounding, but, but that's a big song. And you were, because of your skill, you were so ready to adapt. I like to think she Explain. was doing all the hard work, but <laughs> well, what I, what I, what I think we're, we're able to do is pivot rapidly, right? Uh, so the, yes. these tools allow us 
to uh, to turn on a dime. So, you know, the, the show must go on. And if something is happening, happening unexpectedly on stage, you know, that's where um, our experience and, and abilities come into play where we can just kind of ride along with it. But Kelly has such a powerful voice. Yeah. Quite frankly, didn't even need amplification. She projects oh so well. I mean, traditionally trained. I mean, just unbelievably powerful voice, right? right? Uh, right. And experience to be in the same room and here. Right. For sure. and, and that also... Uh, evening was a, a, an incredible demonstration of the kind of talent that we can accommodate to perform and be a part of what happens in the library space. And I know, Brendan, with your marketing efforts, we want to make sure all these different sectors are aware of what we can do. So you're, we're marketing the Verso Studios to high-end professionals, right, to come in and use the space. I would say everyone from a uh, curious person even to a fan to, yeah, the expert most. I mean, we had somebody visiting the studio yesterday and, uh, you know, has a home recording studio. And I said, look, you can bring, you know, components of that here and we can, you know, mix it and use some of our equipment and technology to really take things to the next level. I think that's my favorite thing Mm. about this position is that you can create, um, experiences and opportunities for people that they wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah. 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 Brendan touched on something very important there, which is the ability to record at home in your facility. Let's say you have a interface and a laptop and a single microphone. You have all of the time in the world to make a really great demo. Uh, Oftentimes where it uh, is not the greatest is the mixing process. And, and what I've seen happen um, more often than not is people bring us really great recordings that just need a really great mix. So now we have given them the tools to take this uh, product a step further than they would have uh, been able to do independently. So you will both teach and or do for them? Right. So, uh-huh. so as far okay. as uh, community usage goes on yeah. the, on the free side of things, we're happy to teach any equipment, any processes. And mm-hmm. on the professional usage side, we're happy to be the engineer. Absolutely. Excellent. And I know with the, the pandemic, I mean, that's a really important message to get out. People did build stuff at home because they couldn't go anywhere. And if you're not quite getting the sound you want, come and we'll, we'll help you out a little bit with that. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I can speak from my own experience that <laughs> Uh, I've, I've, there's only one session that my band has done that has, uh, been to pro tools. And that was because I just, I didn't like digital sound. It did, it wasn't getting the sound, but this hybrid analog studio is amazing because it has all analog components. So you're getting all that kind of sound from the sixties and seventies that we know and love the, the warm sound, right, Travis? Yeah. The, the and it's going right into special. pro tools. So the right. possibilities are infinite. So the possibilities are just amazing on, on all fronts. You know, the, the audio studio post-production. I mean, I wish that seven years ago I had a place I could go to four hours a day for free to edit my film and be amongst community and not have to constantly update my computer and constantly update software. There's a cafe in the library, you get a, a coffee or a quick bite to eat. Right. It just, it's, we're, we're setting ourselves up for greatness here. So please, Please come in. Yeah, we've done a lot of the hard work for you, right? In terms of equipment and space and accessibility. So just come in and use it, right? I I would add, uh, obviously, community use, commercial use. Mm -hmm. uh, But one of the enormous benefits that we have yet to really uh, enjoy the full fulfillment of 
is those uh, book authors who wish to launch their book. Yeah, Mitch Album, one example. Oh, yeah. You know, his comment as he was as he was wrapping up, he said, "Wow, you know, when I have the opportunity of you know having a bigger audience, I'll come back here." That was his comment, and. He got to after the talk he play did. the disc, the Yamaha Disclavar piano on the stage, yeah. which it's kind of a perk. So yeah, <laughs> that was he really plays phenomenal. Really well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's another added uh, piece of equipment that we have yeah. always on stage at the library. Is I mean, the as, piano. A, as a broadcaster, you know, I I am constantly looking for us to have our network be way beyond Westport, and it's not because uh, we're looking to you know grow an audience for. Uh, audience sake. It's not like we're gaining anything by an extra person watching. It doesn't bring us in revenue. But what it will do is it will drive down some cost, frankly. Mm -hmm. We've got someone coming in who wishes to have a larger audience, all of Connecticut or beyond that. We have that facility for them. They can come into our facility. We've had Fairfield University. We've had uh, a a summit that we did, a three-day summit. We had people zooming in during covid uh, from Brazil and all over the world. I mean, this was a, yeah. an international summit. They chose the library for that. And we can accommodate it. We I, absolutely I think that can accommodate you brought it. up a really important point. You know, we're all library people, so we have our bias and we all are drinking the Kool-Aid of how incredible a library is just because it is. Um, but if you're going to spend money, you know, on an event space, knowing that it's going back to a library. Yeah. So it can then give free programs, whether it's our Camp Explore for the Summer for Kids or things year-round that we can give to the community for nothing. Yeah. That's that's a nice way to do business. It really is a win-win. You know, yeah. we have the opportunity of doing professional quality broadcast yeah. right from inside of our space. And they, as a client, are, are treated as such. They're commercially taken care of mm-hmm. fully. You know, we'll we'll have a contractual agreement to deliver the goods and we deliver the goods. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we can have those programs has us have the ability to attract a bigger, broader cadre of amazing speakers that residents of Westport have the opportunity of seeing firsthand. Well, and the community does demand a high quality of engagement with the people that are out there, the experts in their field, whether they're just giving a talk about the latest trends in cryptocurrency or an author talk about health and wellness. You know, we can bring in those really amazing authors because the cost can be offset by possibly the commercial revenue and so on out of the Verso Studios. And music. I mean, the intimacy intimacy of our space. To have someone who is maybe uh, typically used to having a stadium-type production, be Mm. able to have them really dial it back down and have an intimate audience and still have a big audience because we can broadcast. It's something that 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 has become an, an attractive offering that, that we can put out there. And here we are sitting in Bridgeport. I mean, we're not talking about just Westport. It's really the, the right. more successful we are in having us be a media hub for at least Connecticut. Yeah. It draws upon the community broader than merely Westport. You know, there's enormous talent Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I'm thinking about Saturday's nights, uh, Chris Franz's uh, emerging artist series sure. with the band, the problem with kids today. This is a great opportunity for them to right to come into the Westport Library and perform alongside you know and being part of the the evening and 
get in front of a new audience that the Westport Library can deliver to the artist as well. That was an exciting uh, phone call to deliver. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. to problem with kids today. You know, they're they're in their young twenties and. You could tell that all that New York 1970s music is kind of baked into their mm. music and influences. And so to have the support of somebody like Chris mm-hmm. means the world to them. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very excited to see how it all goes on Saturday night. Well, and it, it brings to mind the spirit of discovery, which is part of what Verso Studios has in it. Is this, there's It's all about discovery. So whether it's a band discovering their power and where they're going or somebody finding their podcast voice or the young boy Ryan discovering his talent and interest in video production, um, it's phenomenal. And I, I want to we have a, a little bit more time. And this is Jennifer Bangser at the Westport Library. This is our open book radio show. You're tuned to WPKN Radio 89.5 FM. I'm talking with my colleagues, David, Travis and Brendan, who are the, the nerve center behind the Verso Studios of the Westport Library. And I know we've talked a, a little bit about the capacities, which are endless, but there's some stuff in the future and Travis alluded to a little bit with the sessions and the recording. So can we, and then I know there's some plans in the spring and so on. So maybe we want to tee up a little bit more about what's coming. Brendan, you want to? Oh, I don't, I don't think we're ready to, we, we ready. do have a big sort of launch and kind of multi-day event uh, prepared for the spring. So so watch, watch for, that watch. social media space is all I can watch say. Watch the social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I've got one. Here's oh. an opportunity for listeners. All right. In the spring, I haven't got the date yet, but you can follow us at Westport Library Verso Studios. There will be a second training. Uh, so the first one, this one is not connected with the second one. You can just jump right in on the second one. But the second one is Crew Call. Crew Call literally is having people get understanding and experience hands on on the facilities we have for recording, video, broadcast, recording. That crew call is pivotal to us fulfilling our vision. That's having people from the community creating the content that's going to win us this Emmy. So I have a real passion for this one. Crew call will kick off in the spring. It's open to anyone. It's not restricted by age or ability. You will have the the real training in real product and in real live situations. So it's a prerequisite that you do crew call before you become a volunteer. Mm-hmm. So crew call is the is the sort of required learning. But you will learn not just on our equipment, but you will learn the distinctions of video broadcast, audio recording too. I'll, I'll have Travis speak to that. But, you know, when we when we did this crew call last time, we were dealing with, you know, the hybrid uh, of COVID. Right. It, it was just exceptional. I, I really, I can't honestly say I was looking forward to it. It was like, oh, no. I loved it. And I loved people's energy and enthusiasm. And I'm someone that wasn't brought up with the aspiration in broadcast. So I really understand people who are not clear or confronted. It's not for, it's, you know, you can be an expert or an absolute amateur. You will be led through the process and you will have an ability to have real hands-on experience. I was going to say production. hands-on. I mean, yeah. we are, it's a very hands-on experience when you come in to the Verso Studio, whether commercial, educational, community, or any of our other pillars. You're going to get hands-on attention, unlike anywhere else. All aspects yeah. of production, you know, stage management, yeah. audio, audio production mm-hmm. for broadcast, audio recording, video recording, right. filming. Uh, comms, robotic camera operate. It goes on and on. You know, yeah, it's every we'll, aspect of production. And we'll be expanding the post-production production, 
uh, education as well, right? Learning the, in the future. Yes, all our educational it, offers will be expanding. Expanding. So keep checking back. Video so, editing, uh, digital audio, workstation training, uh, yeah. which which Travis does on a, a one-to-one basis, you know, right? Yeah. Right. So that again, part of community usage is you can come in with nothing more than a library card sit down and we can learn Pro Tools together. You can advance your skills in, in signal flow and learn processing and go start to finish. As long as you're learning something and we're teaching you something, that qualifies for educational usage. And I think that that is really one of the strongest points I want to get home is that, uh, you know, if you want to learn, we're here to allow it. Open to all, any library branch. <laughs> I think people get confused Can't sometimes because yes. they get territorial and they think, oh, I'm not from Westport. Any branch, right. anywhere. Come into our patron service yeah. desk yeah. and they will set you up. And if you come into our patron service desk and you heard about it on this show, let them know <laughs> where you heard about I'm, it. I'm all the way from the UK and they let me in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's right. Breaking down those barriers of that you're not from the the town, you, you know, that's an important messaging to get out. And... Um, it's very exciting. Is there anything else you all? Did we leave anything out? We've got a few well, more as minutes. As a video so. guy, uh, as a video guy, <laughs> I really just want to say how enjoyable it is for us to be sitting here in a recording studio in our pajamas, oh, and, it's, uh, and it's being okay. Well, I, you know. uh, no, no photos are being taken. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's very exciting, and I think tell us how people can find out more if they want to find out about. Of Go course. Brendan. Stay, Tell him, Brendan. Sure. Stay tuned. Uh, Google Verso Studios at the Westport Library. We have a very detailed website about how you can access all the opportunities at mm-hmm. Verso Studios in the Westport Library. Uh, Instagram, verso.studios. And uh, Facebook, if you just Google, uh, just search Westport, uh, excuse me, Verso Studios at the Westport Library. You'll see, I mean, we are, we're, posting Monday through Friday, usually, you know, updates of what we offer, what's coming up. Great. Uh, So definitely give us a follow. Keep checking back for our next session as well. Yes. Right. And we have, the library has several um, marketing and promotional materials that people can make sure they're accessing. You can go to the Westport Library website and sign up from the e-news and eventually there'll be probably a Verso Studios newsletter. But for now, it's the Westport Library e-news. You can sign up and new programs will be announced in our weekly blast and and other blasts. And we have a bi-monthly magazine that goes out to Westport residents. But that's also available on the website as a digital format that you can see what's happening and then go back to past issues and get a little idea of what we've done and how Verso Studios has grown with our offerings. You can really see the evolution of Verso Studios. Growth is really is, the key word there. Yeah. It's, this, this studio has expanded so much, even in uh, the little over the year that I've been a part of this team. It's amazing to see it come to fruition and to see everything uh, functioning as a well-oiled machine. Yeah, and we have so much content to look at of what we've done. If you go to the the library's website and look at some of the videos and the and the recordings to see what's been produced uh, out of the studio, she'll be really uh, amazed. Do either of you have a favorite or a specific program that's been recorded that you'd like to steer people to to show the next the def- one? The, the next, next one. one yeah. <laughs> We're always improving. We're always getting better. I think. I think yeah. You know. Yeah, we're all critiques. We're all critique critiques of our own work. I, I want to add though as well. We're all talking about the equipment and the, you know, how they can learn and educate. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, oh, it's fun. it's not just 
you know, training and learning and production. And yeah, I did say I will fire a volunteer. Yes, I would. But it's really about having fun. And we do have an awful lot of fun when we're crew in a production. You really are crew. You're a member of a team and that's fun. It's fun doing this stuff. And an, an extraordinary experience of the level at which that we are producing and the caliber of the people that we're doing these productions for, you know, delivering their, their content. It's just extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we have a few more minutes, I think, to to dive into a, a little of what you anticipate and maybe in terms of the educational component, because I think that's a really remarkable uh, pillar of the Verso Studios, because libraries are an educational resource. And the more that we can do with Versos to support education is interesting. And um, Brendan, you spoke a little bit about some of the post-production software and hardware that we have. And uh, we did do a Photoshop course recently. In Premiere Pro, in yeah. Premier Pro. Shout out to Johnny Parks, I think from Bridgeport, right? I could be wrong. Well, I yeah. think so. Close yeah, by, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yes, At any yeah, rate, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Connecticut guy. Yeah. yeah. So bringing in those local experts, the, the the Connecticut experts that have expertise in some of the capacities we have to teach and train people is great, right? So instructors and, and yeah. And that's what you need for these programs. I mean, yeah. there is a steep learning curve, but if you have somebody there uh, assisting you and sort of methodically teaching it in classes, um, yeah, there's nothing stopping you. No, I mean, to learn Photoshop and three set, well, an introduction to Photoshop um, for a $25 registration free and you're sitting there with an an expert hands-on. I mean, you can take it online courses or watch a YouTube video, but that hands-on, again, that hands-on experience, even with complex software, is something we'll be offering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And yeah, I mean, these programs exist in larger cities, but it's so exciting to see it happening here in Fairfield County and and beyond in Connecticut. Yeah. So just in a few minutes, just to do like an overall Westport Library kind of promo, we have, even though people get a little quiet during the holidays, we don't get quiet. (laughs) We have some amazing programs coming up. We've got Marcus Samuels from the Red Rooster Restaurant Frame in Harlem coming in the library. Might have been sold out, but I don't know. Go online, check it out. He'll be live in in the Trev's Forum talking on stage about his incredible career. Um, he's upcoming. We've got the Chris Franz Emerging Artist Series coming up Saturday night. Very Tickets are $10. That. And you can hobnob with the up-and-coming cool musicians in Connecticut. And who knows where they'll be next. So it's a really exciting opportunity. Next week, we have Roz Chaz in conversation with an artist about her work. And um, there's plenty of stuff coming up, being planned for January and February. And as as David said, the best is yet to come. The best has happened, but it's also yet to come, right? Is that fair to say? I think so, yes. Yes, yeah. I, I think if we're living into a future that has such possibilities, how can you not be excited today? Okay. You know, there's a lot coming up and it's very exciting. Okay. Yeah, watch this space. Yeah. And don't forget Crew Call. Did I mention crew that? Crew Call, and that's the spring, and you can find out. Yeah. That'll be our next issue of the magazine will come out in January, February, yeah. and I imagine there'll be a write-up about that. Absolutely. So, I'm looking for 100 people as crew that we can call upon for our programs because the programming we do yeah. is, it demands that kind of body of, of uh, people to support it. So David will put you right to work. Um, and I think that about does it. And I thank you all, guys, for joining me today here at WPKN and Westport Library's Open Book Radio Show. Go, Jennifer. Uh, go, WPKN. Okay, go it's Verso time for Studios. The, the Verso song. Check Ready, us guys? out. And you can reach these guys on the website and email them and, and, and just dive in. Thank you. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you.
This is FC Buzz on WPKN Radio. A brief look at what's happening around Fairfield County. This is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County and our weekly selection from FC Buzz events. The best guide to arts and culture in coastal Fairfield County. Find it at culturalalliancefc.org. Running through January the 2nd, the Maritime Aquarium at Norwalk's holiday tradition reaches a new dimension with the Polar Express presented as a 4D experience in the aquarium's new 4D theater. This 13-minute version of the 2004 film arrives with thrill-enhancing sensory special effects such as scents, 